King George III's address to Parliament October 27, 1775, regarding the rebellion in the American colonies. His Majesty's Most Gracious Speech to Both Houses of the Parliament on Friday, October 27, 1775. The present situation of America and my constant desire to have your advice, concurrence, and assistance on every important occasion have determined me to call you thus early together. Those who have long too successfully labored to inflame my people in America by gross misrepresentations and to infuse into their minds a system of opinions repugnant to the true constitution of the colonies and to their subordinate relation to Great Britain now openly avow their revolt, hostility, and rebellion. They have raised troops and are collecting a naval force. They have seized the public revenue and assumed to themselves legislative, executive, and judicial powers, which they already exercise in the most arbitrary manner, over the persons and property of their fellow subjects, and although many of these unhappy people may still retain their loyalty, and may be too wise not to see the fatal consequence of this usurpation, and wish to resist it, yet the torrent of violence has been strong enough to compel their acquaintance till a sufficient force shall appear to support them. The authors and promoters of this desperate conspiracy have, in the conduct of it, derived great advantage from the difference of our intentions and theirs. They meant only to assume by vague expressions of attachment to the parent state, and the strongest protestations of loyalty to me, whilst they were preparing for a general revolt. On our part, though, it was declared in your last session that a rebellion existed within the province of the Massachusetts Bay, yet even that province we wished rather to reclaim than to subdue. The resolutions of Parliament breathed a spirit of moderation and forbearance conciliatory propositions accompanied by the measures taken to enforce authority and to the course of acts were adapted to cases of criminal combi combinations amongst the subjects, not them in arms. I have acted with the same temper, anxious to prevent, if it had been possible, the infusion of, of the blood of my subjects and the Calamites which are inseparable from a state of war, still hoping that my people in America would have discerned the traitorous views of their leaders, and have been convinced that to be a subject of Great Britain, with all its consequences, is to be the freest member of any civil society known in the world. The rebellious war now levied is becoming more general, and is manifestly carried on for the purpose of establishing an independent empire. I need not dwell upon the fatal effects of that the success of such a plan, the object is too important. The spirit of the British nation too high, the resources with which God hath blessed her too numerous, to give up so many colonies which she has planted with great industry, nursed with great tenderness, encouraged with many commercial advantages, and protected and defended at much expense of blood and treasure. It is now become the part of wisdom and, in its effects, of clemency to put a speedy end to these disorders by the most decisive exertions. For this purpose, I have increased my naval establishment and greatly augmented the, my land forces, but in such manner as may be the least burden 
burthensome to my kingdoms. I have also the satisfaction to inform you that I have received the most friendly offers of foreign assistance, and if I shall make any treaties in consequence thereof, they shall be laid before you. And I have in testimony of my affection for my people, who have no cause in which I am not equally interested, sent to the garrisons of Gibraltar and Port Manon, a part of my electoral troops, in order that a large number of the established forces of this kingdom may be applied to the maintenance of its authority, and the national militia, planned and regulated with equal regard to the rights, safety, and protection of my crown and people, may give a further extent and activity to our military operations. When the unhappy and deluded multitude against whom this force will be directed shall become sensible of their error, I shall be ready to receive this misled with tenderness and mercy, and, in order to prevent the inconveniences which may arise from the great distance of their situation, and to remove as soon as possible the calamities which they suffer, I shall give authority to certain persons upon the spot to grant general or particular pardons and indemnities, in such a manner, and to such persons as they shall think fit, and to receive the submission of any province or colony which shall be disposed to return to its allegiance. It may be also proper to authorize the persons so commissioned to restore such province or colony so returning to its allegiance to the free exercise of its trade and commerce, and to the same protection and security as if such province or colony had never revolted. Gentlemen of the House of Commons, I have ordered the proper estimates for the ensuing year to be laid before you, and I relay on your affection to me and your resolution to maintain the just rights of this country for such supplies as the present circumstances of our affairs require. Among the many unavoidable ill consequences of this rebellion, none affects me more sensibly than the extraordinary burthen which it must create to my faithful subjects. My lords and gentlemen, I have fully opened to you my views and intentions, the constant employment of my thoughts, and the most earnest wishes of my heart tend wholly to the safety and happiness of all my people, and to the re-establishment of order and tranquility through the several parts of my domains in a close connection and constitutional dependence. You see, the tendency of the present disorders, and I have stated to you the measures which I mean to pursue for suppressing them. Whatever remains to be done that may further contribute to this end, I commit to your wisdom. And I am happy to add that, as well for the assurances I have received, as from general appearances of affairs in Europe, I see no probability of this measures which you may adopt will be interrupted by disputes with any foreign power.